Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Make sure you download the app and use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Happy Wednesday. Big show Wednesday, we like to call it here. Eight days away, or Andre Dawson days, Michael Barrett days away Ooh, from opening day. Yeah. Uh, Luke Stuckmeyer, Ryan Herrera, Cody Del Mendo, and to the left side, the one and only Sierra Santos, as we like to say Yay. here in Chicago from MLB Let's Network. Go. My old buddy, Sierra, us. how you doing? I'm doing surprisingly well, considering we played a WBC watch party <laughs> drinking game last night. Oh, no. It either took shots. No, no, no. Here was the game. A hit, you sip. If Shohei and Trout faced off, you had to finish your full drink. Uh-huh. A shot of Japanese whiskey for every Jap- Team Japan home run. And a shot of American whiskey oh. for every Team USA home run. Oh, wow. So That's I feel brutal. great today, guys. <laughs> At least you've had practice. At least you've had practice, you know. It's not like someone like me walking in there and just being like, uh, all right, give me a shot. And I'd be on the floor. At least it wasn't Malort. Yeah, no. Yeah. Sierra can handle it. I, absolutely. No, I can definitely handle it. Like, I feel like my training wheels came off when I was in Chicago. That's where I really learned how to drink. <laughs> Were you ever a Malort person here? No. Yeah, say no. Say no. <laughs> no. No. And people who say they like Malort or actually enjoy drinking Malort, they're lying. Yeah, that's right. Or they're it psychopaths. It's not good. It's not, no. They're no, psychopaths, too. No, that's... they're just saying that to be hipsters and cool. <laughs> See? See, one thing you're going to find out real quickly about Sierra is that she's a straight shooter. No nonsense. Straight shooter. We have that in common. When I first met Sierra at NBC Sports Chicago, um, I think she told me right away, we were talking about friends. She's like, oh, I don't like to be friends with nice people. They're boring. And I was like, oh, boy, how are we going to get along? You know, two years late. Two years later, I was like, "Actually, she's the same person. We're like the same person. She's the female version of me. She's oh, wow. a straight shooter. So if you want to know the real story, you ask Sierra, and she will give you the straight story, whether you want to hear it or not. And and that's it's one true, of the things I love about her. That's probably why we don't have any friends, Luke. <laughs> um, so. Now you're at MLB Network and you're a big star yeah. and you're international and you're a celebrity and all these things. I don't big know things. about that. Okay. Let's what, pump the brakes. <laughs> she's the new host of Intentional Talk. That is the longest running show at MLB Network. The funny thing is that you're doing it with a Chicago twist because Ryan Dempster is, of course, one of the hosts of the show. Kevin Millar, yeah. who was in 2010 at Cubs training camp, uh, spring training invitee, the other guy, and they've known each other forever. And I've heard people Robert. talking about this, right, saying like, oh, okay, it's going to be Millar and it's going to be Dempster and Sierra is going to have to be the, the mediator, right? And I'm like, no, no, no. If any, what you guys don't understand is if somebody's going to have to control somebody on this set, for the first time in his life, Ryan Dempster is going to have to be the straight guy on the story. Like, if anybody's going off the rails, it's going to be Millar and Sierra. It's not going to be Ryan Dempster. You know, okay, so the thing is, I've never met, I had never met Kevin Millar throughout my first year here at MLB Network because he's at some freaking dude ranch in Texas or something like that. (laughs) So he does his shows from home and we had never gotten to meet. And so finally I'm at the World Series. I was doing like a pregame show and then I basically had the rest of the games off. So I was like, you know, sweet hopping, eating free food. 
And I was taking a car home or not home, but back to the hotel. And like all these hosts are in the, you know, black suburban and stuff like that. And I finally get to meet Kevin Millar. And within five minutes of that car ride, I was like, oh, this guy's off the rails. He is off the rails. I was like, I, I immediately loved him because I finally met somebody who says the F word more than I do. And oh it, it was like a mat. It was like, I was like, I dig this guy. And he like, for everything that I say that is completely unhinged, he is, he's worse. And it's going to be chaos. It's going to be like a beautiful chaos. And I'm really excited for the show. It's, it's different from other shows in the way that on quick pitch, I got to have fun and I got to be really creative, but this is more opinion and it's personality. And there's two things that all three of us love and it's baseball and attention. So we are going to have a blast. <laughs> are you ready for all the people that are going to clap back when they don't agree with you then? I have, I already deal with that. Oh. Some guy suggested the other day that I must be on the spectrum of autism or on the autism spectrum because I don't agree. Or I don't think his jokes are funny. Oh. All right. Yeah, there and you go. And so I'm already, <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, I spent so much of my career early on trying to be somebody that everybody liked. And what I realized is that people hated, still hated me because I was trying to be like the, the, the Susie broadcaster, right? Mm -hmm. That everyone loves and thinks is cute and fat and bubbly and stuff like that. But that's not my personality. <laughs> and I had a huge paradigm shift in my career, actually when I started hosting with Luke, because I realized I can you. be myself and no, I'm serious, <laughs> I, dead ass, dead ass. That's some New York slang right there. <laughs> I felt like I could be myself and people would hate me, but at least people hated me for being me, not somebody I thought they wanted me to be. And I think that's when I really started to find myself on TV and be more of myself. And I, this is a great way to showcase my, how much I love baseball and, and what a big fan I am on Intentional Talk. How easy was that kind of transition then from being some, like trying to be someone that everyone liked versus like once you started realizing like you don't care and you you want to be yourself like what how how did that transition go for you? Well, it was Luke was always himself, so it didn't make sense for me to try to. And Luke is hilarious. You guys already know that. Oh. And so it was it was <laughs> great to be the. <laughs> <laughs> it was great to be the recipient of the joke. You know, Luke is funny and I got to like laugh out loud and it, like literally some shows I had tears in my eyes because I was laughing so hard. And I think that it's not easy when you're first starting out, you just want to be good and somebody who everyone likes and then you realize, okay, well, people still don't like me or will find a reason not to like me. So I'm, I actually shot my producer, my new producer for Intentional Talk, a text today. And I was like, can we do like a mean tweet segment? And he was like, absolutely, yes. <laughs> so it's going to be fun. And I'm, I'm ready for people to criticize me. It, it doesn't make the, the thing is, you're still watching. Mm -hmm. You hate me, but you're still watching. Yeah. So 
Yeah. Yeah, I've been doing it's that fair. for a long time. Uh, <laughs> Daniel Cho in the live chat says, Luke has never had his ego stroked so much in one interview. That's true. Now, we used to do this. We used to do this. I mean, if you haven't heard of it, it was called The Rush. It was this Facebook live show. That was one of the shows we did. And at one point, Sierra, so they wanted to have a hot dog eating contest. And I was forced to be a Sox fan for a day. And we went to Guaranteed Rate. And Sierra, Sierra's like, well, Luke's going to be in. And I'm like, no, I'm definitely not doing a hot dog eating contest. At, at 40 plus, you eat 25 hot dogs, something, you're going to yeah. be in the hospitals. Yeah. What's going to happen there? So she took on this guy. I think the guy won, but do you remember how many hot dogs you took down? I, I, it, it was not like that minutes. many. It was, it like was two timed. Minutes. It was timed. It was two minutes. I maybe did like two and a half. It was, it was a pitiful performance. But honestly, that was. It was that was peak journalism right there. Hot there. It was like it was like 95 outside. Just chowing down hot dogs. Peak they were journalism. Hot yeah. dogs. It was peak journalism. Yeah. Peak journalism. Sierra, I try uh, to tell I, these was, guys. A- I try to tell these guys, and this is good, good advice. You can always tell Ryan Dempster this. Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. That is my motto <laughs> for everything. F-A-X. 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 Don't let the facts get in the way of a yes. good story. And so and when I tell that story, I say Sierra Santos, she took down like 25 hot dogs in a five-minute span. It was unbelievable. Easy. You should have seen it. She was an absolute Easy. machine. Yeah. A turning point in my career, absolutely. <laughs> so here's, we thought, you know, I said, well, let's get Sierra on. We've been trying to get her on for a while. It's right before the show debuts when, the 31st? Yeah, the first Friday of the season. Okay, so, so it's coming up, the first show. I'm Juan, sure you guys are going through rehearsals. Juan Pierre days away from the debut oh, of that Juan show. Oh, Juan Pierre's, yeah. Well, that was, yes, from the debut of that from the show. Debut. Uh, yeah. What have the rehearsals been like for this show, and how can we, through you, get more Cubs talk? Because we would like to see it have a Cubs swing to it every day. I think Demp is going to take care of mm-hmm. that, absolutely. Yeah. I He's... He's a, you know, he's a massive homer. So there's going to be a lot of good banter, especially because uh, White Sox fans still support me more than any other fan base. So obviously I'm going to have to rep them. So there's going to be a lot of good banter. And I feel like Depp is definitely going to bring in that Chicago love as, as much as I will. And the rehearsals have been good. They've been crazy. Like, and I, I think that, when we did our first one, I was, because I've never met Demp in person. Mm-hmm. So I, it was my first time talking to him and we're doing a rehearsal like live, like it's a live show. And I was shocked by how well, like the banter was flowing. Plus it's kind of hard because we're all in three separate locations. So I'm in studio in our MLB network studios. Demp is going to be in Chicago. Uh, and Millar is, in Texas. So it's difficult. I think more or less like the technicality aspects of it is the hardest part of the show, but the conversation was flowing. I think we started off our show by talking about ice spice, which I didn't think you guys know who ice spice is, right? No, I don't, but I know who bad bunny is because of Sierra. (laughs) That's how the song starts. Bad bunny. Remember that? Yeah. Somebody turned Luke on to ice spice. I don't know what that is. Is that a uh, cologne? <laughs> what is that? I'm not going to lie. I don't know what that is She's either. A, oh, wow. Me neither. What? To, be, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. And Hands by the, up. Way, oh by the way, I'm so old that they call me Grandpa Stucky on this show. And here, that's how <laughs> okay. old I am at this place. Ice Spice? 
Should okay, so Millar and Ryan Dempster are both officially hipper than everyone on your set right now oh, because rich. they knew exactly they who Ice Spice was. They got cash. <laughs> Makes them hip right out of the gate. She's she's a rat. She's a rapper. Ice Spice. Ice Spice. You've never heard that song, Munch? No, no. It's like a mix of I, Vanilla Ice and Spice Girls. I never. I've never heard. Oh of, I I still don't know that I've ever heard a Bad Bunny song. But she was going to Bad Bunny concerts like they were going out of style when she was in <laughs> Chicago, and I was like, "Who? Bad Bunny?" No, I I still I, I went to the Bad Bunny show here at Yankee Stadium. That was actually my first time ever at Yankee Stadium. It wasn't even for a game. It was for Bad Bunny. So, nice. uh, nevertheless. Uh, uh, clearly, Kevin Millar and Ryan Dempster are cooler than you guys because they know who Ice Spice is. But we started off the conversation talking about that. And so it, I just realized that it's going to be really chaotic and it's going to be really fun. But my goal is for it to be the most entertaining show on the network. And I want people to laugh. I want people to have a good time. And I also want it to be uh, a space where players feel comfortable coming on, having interviews, and having a good time. Not necessarily asking, you know, the the day-to-day minutiae of baseball, but getting to know them as people mm-hmm. and getting them to also join in on the joke. You know, one thing, I'd, I'd, I don't know if everybody knows your background, but tell us how you fell in love with baseball, because I was thinking that last night, as we're, I'm sitting there watching the World Baseball Classic, and I'll be honest, I was one of the people who, when it started, was kind of like, whatever, I'm not watching any of these games. And by the end, I was at the edge of my seat watching Mike <laughs> Trout and Shohei Otani, and I was like, all right, I'm all in. I'm all in on this. And I think around the world, it probably drew in a bunch of fans, especially internationally, last night. So how did you get into baseball as big as you are right now? Well, I can tell you, I wasn't on the edge of my seat, I was on the floor by the time I had to finish my full drink for Shohei against Trout. Uh, But so I was a bad kid. And long story short, I had gone to a like bad girl boot camp and I was basically grounded after that. And it was summertime. And the only thing that really, I was a casual Diamondbacks fan. I had actually gone to game seven of the World Series. And I would get up every morning because my parents didn't let me slip in and I'd have my morning coffee with my dad. I'd read the sports page and every day I would watch Diamondbacks games because it was the one thing that was on consistently every single day that was different. Right. And so I would track the stats of where the D-backs were, um, how they were playing. And that is when I really fell in love with sports and reporting. And then the sun season came along and I begged my dad to get season tickets. And he was like, nah, they're too expensive. We can't do that. But we did go to a couple games here and there. And then when the next season came around, mind you, this is the Amari Stoudemire, Steve Nash, Sean Marion era, era. And next season comes around, my dad breaks down, we get a half season package, which was they, the, every single one of those games was sold out. So it was, it was pricey. And through that first half of the season, I was like, I want to go to games for the rest of my life. And that's when I decided to go to community college because I didn't have a high school diploma. I had a GED and I got enough credits to go to community college. And then I went to Arizona State and that's where I graduated in drinking. 
<laughs> there it is. There it is. And and I'm now she's hosting international thing. talk yeah. on MLB like Network lit- after Quick Pitch. Okay, a couple quick Cubs questions, all right? Okay. Do you think they can make the playoffs? Yes. But after this offseason, can they make the playoffs? Say it again. Yes. Yeah. 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 And there's See? zero hesitation in that. I was just uh, having this conversation last night about the division. And, I mean, the Cardinals didn't really do anything to improve, right? And when you're talking about the bottom feeders, they won't necessarily be able to, like, feast on them as much as they were in seasons past because of the schedule changing. But with all those new additions, you have to think they are so much better defensively that you have to have some type of promise. Okay, so you've got pitching that hits into weak contact. That's okay because you got a guy like freaking Dansby Swanson, right? I, mean, I, I think they could be the best defensive team in baseball. I think that's maybe a little bold, but they've got a combined nine gold gloves between all the guys on the team now. So that's, that's pretty good. And defensively up the middle, they're really good. Um, I also wonder, like, how the new rules are going to play. I saw there were some adjustments today. Of all the new rules, which one do you like the most? For me, it's, it's the pitch clock because <laughs> I don't have time. <laughs> I, the one thing I don't have is time. So he's fifty-one, true. If he's 51 are, years old. If the games are twenty-five minutes shorter, amen. Okay, so I when I went first day of spring training, when I saw that pitch timer, I started. I sent out a flurry of tweets. If the pitch timer were on Tinder, I would be swiping right all day long, every day. I love it. I want to. I I want to shoot my shot with the pitch timer. I love it so much. It speeds up the game. When you guys were watching that, the the World Baseball Classic, it felt slow, right or or no? Yes, definitely a little bit. It did, yeah. It felt really slow. It felt slow. So I love, I love the pitch timer. I love the pitch clock. I think it brings an urgency to the game. It feels like almost like when you're watching a, a football game. And you're waiting for the football to be snapped. I've, there's that type of urgency. It's a little bit of anxiety. And I understand why people are like, oh, no, it, it like gives me anxiety. That's the point. It's making it more exciting. So I love the pitch timer. All right. Are you, are, are you of the, the supporter, one of the supporters that say the pitch clock is great? Obviously, I think we all like it. But in the playoffs, like you, you mentioned, the WBC, even though those games felt longer, it still felt like a lot of, you know, it was, it was suspenseful every in between every pitch, regardless of, like, that Trout Otani at bat. I think every single pitch would have been a, a pitch clock violation. Are you a supporter of potentially not having the pitch clock or changing it up in the playoffs to allow, you know, that kind of suspense to happen, to build? Yeah, I've thought about that. Uh, these are things that I think about, you know, when I'm laying awake in bed at night. And Obviously. I, <laughs> clearly, uh, I don't know. I think that if you have it during the regular season, you got to carry it over to the playoffs. Even though, yeah, we do want that high drama. We want the suspense. I just think that you're, you can't, you can't eliminate a rule when it, when it comes down to the postseason mm-hmm. because there are teams who got there because they have pitchers who work efficiently. Okay. All right. Final question. Cause I know you've got to go and uh, tape some for MLB network. Uh, the new bases look like pizza boxes. You've lived in Chicago <laughs> and, and you've lived on, you've lived on the East coast. Now 
So, Chicago pizza or New York pizza? Ooh. Sierra Santos. And what okay, would you be putting uh, on that pie? Like, are we talking deep dish or are we talking Chicago-style? Um, we're just saying squares. We're just cutting our pizza in squares. The real Chicago-style pizza. You, if you want to okay, make it so deep dish, fine. Yeah. No, because I don't like deep dish. I don't like deep dish. We'll go tavern okay. style. It's soupy. It's soupy. <laughs> it's like freaking casserole. I don't like it. Okay. Uh, I never have. I was only forced to eat deep dish whenever one of my friends who was a tourist was coming into town and I felt obligated to take them there. Uh, tavern style or New York pizza. That's tough. Uh, I, I, I don't eat that much pizza because I have to fit into my clothes. But same, relatable. I, I come back. Uh, but come on, but be honest. Now. That's what you do. If you're gonna tell us, I, it's I New guess, York, just tell us. I don't know because I haven't had a piece of pizza in New York where I've been like, "This is to die for." That's right. So uh, people in New York are gonna skewer me for this. Which go ahead, fine. I don't care. Then tell me your freaking recommendations because I don't know where to go. But I've had slices here and there at you know 3 30 in the morning as i'm walking out of k-town after doing a night of karaoke and it's <laughs> been solid but it's also been like you know after after a long night that's right, that's right. <laughs> all right when it just hits different i like it so yeah. I'll, I'll okay so i'll go i'll go chicago style there we go Hell yeah. that's all we had to say all we needed we don't oh, mind we it. if it's a lie. That's okay. We'll take the lie, too. Don't let the facts uh, get in the way of a good don't story. Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. See, Cody's learning. 30, 32 hot dogs right here. That's right. 32 hot dogs. 32. In 20 minutes. It was unbelievable. You yeah, whenever someone it. asks me again later in 10 minutes, I'll be like 50. It yeah. was 50. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> uh, Sierra Santos, MLB Network, Intentional Talk, starting on the 31st. What time is it every day? 5 p.m. Eastern time, so 4 p.m. Central, uh, 3 o'clock Pacific. Uh, there's such an East Coast bias, by the way. Like, uh, why is everything always in East Coast time? Like, <laughs> what? Like, Central's put it up best. for everybody. That's right. Thank you. Finally, we have someone as our that. voice out there. Yeah. yeah. Spread the word. I yeah. hate that. Like, when on TV, it's like it. 8 p.m. Eastern. I'm like, I don't know that. I'm in Arizona or I'm in Los Angeles. What? what? Right. Like, do the math for me. She's always somewhere. Every time I try to reach Sierra, she's off in Bali or she's in Arizona or she's at the Bad Bunny concert. And now, intentional talk. Ryan Dempster, Ken Millar. Sierra, awesome catching up with you. Can we do it again during the season at some point? Yeah, absolutely. Maybe we should get Demp to come on, too. Ooh, now there we're we go. going off the when rails. when you Sorry, come. We're talking. If you make a trip to Chicago yeah, yeah, yeah. in the summer, or yeah, if you're best here. summer city in the country, let's be real. Oh yeah, summertime shy. You come it in is. if you come to the city. Come, come on in. I actually good. have to go to Chicago because I have like Invisalign, and you know how you have those buttons on your teeth. Yeah, yeah. I know all about <laughs> sure. it. Talking about she's real, like what? <laughs> sure. I have sure. to get the I have to get these buttons taken off. So I'll be in Chicago. I'll see you guys soon. All there right. we go. That's oh, we'll yeah. have you in studio. We'll play ping pong, and uh, <laughs> we'll have some alert for you to do shots of. Oh no! Well, <laughs> okay, okay, I want to be coming. <laughs> she, she paused. She said, "Never mind." All right, back to work. Thanks, Sierra. Bye, Thank guys. You. See, See ya. ya. See ya. She's the greatest. Uh, the Combat Energy Efficiency Program committed to helping families and businesses in the communities we serve save money and energy. 
ComEd offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. They can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on right away. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. Don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today for energy saving tips and to schedule your free facility assessment. Go to comed.com slash poweringbiz. Ready to sign up for that facility assessment? Call them at 1-855-433-2700 during normal business hours. To speak with a ComEd Energy Efficiency Program rep, email businessee at comed.com or request an assessment online on our website at comed.com slash facility assessment. Cody, tell us about DraftKings. DraftKings, my favorite app that I wake up every morning, roll over on the other side of the bed, open up the app, and I think about how am I going to bet every single college basketball game for the Sweet 16, the Elite Eight this weekend. My girlfriend just told me she has to work. She's off today. She has to work tomorrow through next Wednesday. You know what that means? This weekend, it's just me, my couch, and every single NCAA tournament game. This, that's, that, 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 is, that is what the kids call, uh, I don't know, but it, in, incredible stuff. Vibes. So, vibes, vibes, yes. Think, yeah. um, anyway, so you, you, on DraftKings, you can, you can be like me and bet every single NCAA tournament game. We got NBA no sweat, same game parlays. Uh, the Bulls are undefeated since Mark K came to the city. Uh, we have to strap him down and not yeah. let him leave. Can't, can't go home. We, like straight up. If, next time he's here, we're strapping him in and not letting him go home. Um, we got MLB bets. <laughs> Might like, get arrested for that. Like, like, like Sierra, I like uh, the Cubs to win the division or make the playoffs one of the two. You can get them at really good odds on DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, great stuff, guys. Um, download the app now. Sign up with code CHGO. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. So um, I forgot to ask Sierra, by the way, earlier when we were trying to, <laughs> to get her on the show near the end of the season or the end of the summer, she was going to the debut of Marcus Stroman's new clothing line release party. Okay. Oh, yeah. And I go? guess that was off the rails too. Oh, wow. That was that also a party that was off the rails. So <laughs> I apologize. The story on that. I apologize to the people in the chat who missed the hat. Yeah. We missed the Put hat. your hat back on. I get it. It's part of my vibe. <laughs> Love the hat. But I got a haircut, and I kind of like it. I'm a big hair guy. Cody, showing off the hair. Cody I'm Del a, Hatto. I'm a big hat. Or <laughs> I'm a big hair guy. <laughs> He's a big hair guy. Uh, <laughs> so the World Baseball Classic, right? We get to see, we get to see the matchup. We we talked about it on yesterday's podcast, and we're like, okay, what if it came down to Shohei Otani and Mike Trout? I said this is that is literally the biggest piece of evidence I've ever seen that sports have a script. How? Right. How? How does that end up happening? That's Otani Trout to end the World Baseball Classic. John Rom- Morosi actually tweeted it like in the middle of the tournament, something like, well, the only way this whole tournament could end, it would be Trout against mm-hmm. Shohei. And then it did. Mm-hmm. And then it went 3-2. And the game on the line. And one guy's pumping 100, and the other guy's just watching him paint corners. And I kept thinking, 
all right, this last pitch, 3-2, what's he going to do? And I think Trout was thinking what I was thinking. Trout was standing at the plate thinking, all right, I have to be ready for the fastball. And he's thinking in his head, all right, if he's been throwing 102 and he's my teammate and he wants the world to see what's going on here, he's going to want to challenge me with his heat right down the middle and be like, hit it. And so Trout was ready for it, and he hit him with an 87-mile-an-hour slider that looked Nasty. like it was wiffle ball. Yeah. And it well, was and he awesome. did He did challenge him with the 100-mile-an-hour right but down not, the middle. But not at 3-2. Yeah. Yeah. Not at 3-2, though. Not at 3-2. Yeah. It was nasty. Like, Trout would have been ready. Was, it was disgusting. It, when you ask me, what was my favorite part of the World Baseball Classic? The end. The very end was my favorite part <laughs> of the World Baseball Classic. As we've said, said here on multiple shows the last week and a half, it's not something that I've been super excited about or tuning into first thing, but I was tuned in for that game last night. That was that game was awesome from start to end, even though I was rooting for more runs because I took the over. But uh, from start to end, that game was awesome. And then the very end, storybook or like like Ryan said, yeah. scripted Trout versus <laughs> Otani and. Only it it, it literally came down to the, them versing off with no one on. It got to a 3-2 count. Like, I wish that Mookie Betts didn't hit into that double play. That way there yes. would have been a little bit more pressure on Otani, even though there was clearly plenty of pressure on him. It was a one-run game. But he but, got Betts and Trout to end the game. Yeah. That, like, I am fully all in. I I I know I'm not going to talk myself into believing that it's going to actually happen because Tom and Jed and Carter haven't proved that they're going to do it. But I am all in on giving Shohei Otani whatever he Half wants, a billion dollars. whatever he wants to be Thank a Chicago you. Cup. If he Thank, makes yes. it to free agency, if the Angels are dumb enough to let him get to free agency, mm-hmm. you give him what. Ever it takes to make him a Chicago Cub because one he would he's international so he'll bring a, a whole fan base from people of Japan on top of say Suzuki already and he's just already one of the more popular players around the league. You're going to make all that money back anyway. This we've never seen anything like him. Mm-hmm. Nothing. You're getting two MVP caliber players in one. We've talked about that it before. It is insane. You're getting an MVP everything. hitter everything. and an MVP pitcher all in one. And I know what people level. are going to say. The, the doubters are going to say, well, the money's going to be too big for a guy that's going to be getting older. And how long is he going to... I don't care how long he does both. If he does both for five years of whatever that big contract is, cool. Sell Hotel Zachary for all I care. Like, <laughs> yes. Get, give, him, give him a block on Addison. Yeah. Whatever it takes okay. to get him yeah. here. If, and, and the problem with getting him here. Give him Hotel Zachary. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Hotel Shohei is what they can call yeah, it. There you go. We can Again. rename the whole thing. The problem with getting him here, the hardest part about getting him here will be that he definitely wants to play on the West Coast because yeah. it's closer to Japan. So when he's going home, it's a shorter commute. So... All right, we understand how he could get to the East Coast. Cohen would roll out a billion dollars, mm-hmm. you know, three hundred million more than somebody else, and you'll be like, okay, wow, that's going to be tough to pass up. So the Cubs, the only way the Cubs get him here is, Saya goes out and really sells him on the experience, which means a the Cubs have to be good this year, so Saya can kind of really wax mm-hmm. poetic yeah. about it, mm-hmm. and he can see what it's all about. But he's a baseball fan, so he knows what it's about a little bit, and then. We have to open up the Ricketts pocketbook bigger than Cohen. Yeah. We have to have been saving this money for the last few years, even though we paid a lot for Dansby and $300 million this year. 
they have to dig deep into the fortune and say, you know what? There's no price too much. Let's go get our guy. Yeah. Because it, he's, he's, he's the face of baseball. You could make it. He already is the face of baseball, but he could go from mm -hmm. here to Michael Jordan level yeah. in sports, right? Like, mm -hmm. I'm not saying success level. I'm just saying worldwide he could be that famous if yeah. he played for the Cubs. Well, yeah. Do it. And the thing is, is, yeah, he's already a huge star, even in L.A., if you want to call it that, Anaheim. But, yeah. like, there's so many te teams there, and the fact that they're not good, like, he would blow up even more here in Chicago. He, he would. I'm sorry. I, he's not going to blow up <laughs> no like bias, he would no here. I knew Collada would laugh at all of this. <laughs> I know, I know Collada <laughs> yes. hates all of this. He doesn't believe it. Believe me, I just said at the beginning that I'm not talking myself into it happening because – They've never paid anyone more than over what? a $200 million contract over a course of however many years anyway. But all I'm saying is that the Cubs should, should do whatever it takes if he does actually get to free agency. Except for I don't want them to trade away the whole team and then sign him to the deal because right. then you're giving up anything and you're, start, you're starting over near the Angels yeah. and you have one guy coming up. So I don't want him to do that. But if he does indeed hit free agency... There should be no limit what they spend. No limit. No. What would you give up to have Shohei on the Cubs next season? As <laughs> a Cubs fan, what would you be willing – besides the money, what would you be willing to get? We, we, I started throwing out in our we, Slack channel. We won't uh, reveal what you said. Yeah, you you said what you said in Slack last night, you just deserve to go to jail for a night. Just no, you, just should no join, you should just, join Braggs and, and, and Zach Eady in jail. Just tweaking. know that Corey wasn't happy with what <laughs> Luke suggested. That, that, that's a good yeah. hint. That's a good hint as I can give you. I, well, I try, I try to tweak everybody. So for <laughs> Brendan, I say I'd, I'd trade Nico. Yeah. I'd get rid of any history that involves John Lester on the Cubs. <laughs> that Corey jumped <laughs> off. And I said, and, and Pat Hughes would have to retire. If, that, if those three things had to happen to get Shohei, I would, I would say, sorry, Pat, it's been a wonderful Hall of Fame career at Beautiful Historic. And I threw in Arlington Park and Soldier Field and the Bean and whatever else you want to throw in. Yeah. Throw it in. Like I said, Hotel Zachary, Hotel you, Shohei. Bring you, it on. You even said that we'd have to you'd you'd so fire, guard it you, second. You yeah. said you'd yeah. fire Brossi and hire Yachty to be the yeah. manager. And I I almost I almost <laughs> like, just to get you mad. I, I'm gonna read I, through it right now. He <laughs> also said I'd let VR, uh Jonathan VR play third base. VR at third, <laughs> so guard at second. You would trade Cody to St. Louis. Yeah. <laughs> you did say that. Well that's the, the Again, new version jail. of CHGO in St. Louis would be the STLC. <laughs> you also tried trading guaranteed right field. That's right. I'm all right with that one. Yeah. <laughs> That's the Sox fan, as our producer says. We'd toss in the United Center if we have to. I threw in that Milton Bradley could play outfield again, too. That's oh. too much. That's, that's too now much. That, that's the one that's too that's much. That's the one that's too much. Well, is he still wearing 21? Because oh, if he is, then, like, I'm just going to throw up a little bit beforehand. I don't know. That's the most in love I've been with a baseball player in a long time. Is when I watched that at bat, and I was just like, yeah. he's going after. These are two of the greatest players in the history of baseball, and he's going after them with 100 and 102 yeah. Right down the middle and just being I think like, that, hit it. That was, that was probably the like that moment was something that I just feel like I haven't seen in in in, in what we watch on a year uh, annual basis. That's not we. I haven't felt anything like that. That one moment, and I haven't seen that in no. Major League Baseball in in recent years at least. And may, maybe I'm saying that because obviously Trout and Otani are on the same team, but like, I mean. 
and We're not talking, in his normal role. These are the two role, best players in the league. Right? Not in his yeah, normal role. He closer. comes in as the closer, something right. he doesn't do. And by the way, we're all worried about injuries. This kid, who's looking at a $600 million payday, rolls into the game, puts it all on the line, and pumps 102 and is like, yeah. bring it on. I don't care how many pitches it is. <laughs> Michael Colada said he'll put a Ricketts statue in his front yard. And now we know, this, now we know now, the show has gone off the rails. Now we know we're... We're talking about now. Craziness. If it happens, then I'm holding Michael Collada <laughs> to it. He's got to get a statue of Ricketts and put it right in the front lawn. Wow, Fernando says, mm-hmm. "Cody, take one for the team." St. Louis might be cool for you. <laughs> it's never cool. It's no. Would you go? Would you move to St. Louis for the Cubs to sign Shohei Otani? Then I wouldn't even get to enjoy him here. Well, you could. It's only a four-hour drive. You can do the shows drive. remote. You can do the shows remote. It's only a four-hour drive. How you long would you be willing it? to live there to get Shohei Otani? The length of his contract. No. no, that's too long. No, that's wow. way, would, would you do five new... months? Yeah, I'd the, do five. a full season, a full Mine. season at least. If I had to do one five full, months. okay, one yes. full season, I'd live in that shit town while we could, while while we could all be, while we could all watch Shohei Otani with the Cubs. Credit to me, big of me to be willing to do that. But as soon as that He's year not willing is to up, go for the whole contract. Would you be willing to tell the Cubs and Tom Ricketts that you would wear a Yadier Molina jersey? <laughs> For 365 straight days without Washington, yeah, without Washington it if oh, they sign God. Otani. Yeah. Yeah, fine. see? <laughs> see, I mean, that Big is that good. Big, Big of me. Good. I'm a man of integrity, guys. <laughs> integrity. Clip that biggest, off. Biggest, yeah, I'm going to clip biggest it man of the integrity in this office. seem like he's just the biggest I, Yachty fan. I, I, I'm just, you're making me very sick, but <laughs> I would do it. Whatever it takes to get Shoy Otani. <laughs> And I guess the only thing I wouldn't do is, like, if they tried to sponsor, like, Wrigley Field, like, take Wrigley out of the ballpark. I, I, I couldn't do that. Fair. I couldn't Change do that. the name Change of Wrigley the name. Field? Yeah, I, I couldn't do that. No. No. What is as much as I would field? love Shohei you Otani. You wouldn't move the Cubs to Arlington Park. No, no. They got to stay there, Otani. and, they, and they ha- it has to be Wrigley Field forever. Like, what do they I, name that o- Otani Field? <laughs> after they win the World Series. Okay. Wrigley Field at Otani Park. Yeah. Then okay, then okay, maybe. Then we'll think yeah. about it. Oh, uh, God. The other part that was unbelievable was that it was close because Kyle Schwarber had this unbelievable 10-pitch at bat against you, Darvish. He had like five so, home runs in that bat. It just only one went fair. <laughs> did you see that there were some tweets out there last night about Kyle Schwarber has done this, hit a home run in, and it was like bing, 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 bing. Like every every possible level you could probably hit <laughs> a Everything in college you could possibly do, everything in baseball you yeah. could possibly do. And all I tweeted was when he hit it and he got away for nothing, nothing, which still irks me. And then I get all the response. Hey, he was hitting a buck 98 and he couldn't. Stop. I'm saying they got nothing for him. I'm not saying that it was the wrong decision. If they wanted to decide, clearly it was the wrong decision that they yeah. picked. The, they picked the wrong guy to just let walk away. Mm-hmm. The fact that they got nothing back is criminal. I will say that Schwarber himself has talked about how that was kind of like the kick in the ass yeah. that he needed because it was a bad season from him. It was a, he hit 188? Like it was 60 games. In a 60, but, but even then, it's like 60 games. A guy who should be one of your better hitters should. Be better than 188. Anyway. I love him, too. He, he, I love Schwartz. He has yeah. said that that's just kind of the kick in the ass he needed to wake up. And to his credit, he has. Like, yes. Back-to-back All-Star games, World Baseball Classic, he was awesome. Like, to his credit, he has woken up uh, since then. But I will agree that $10 million for 
What a deal. One more year. Coming off a COVID year and, and any cre- wanting to give him one more year, $10 million. Any credits, price. any credits the hitting coach that the Nationals had at the time. Blah, blah, blah. I get it. But I'm with Luke. Like, you can't. You can't let a guy like that just. Well, if it's ten million dollars, that that's not. It's it, a lot, it's always gonna you know? to me. It's, it's to me Cubs, to me lot. and most Cubs fans, it's always gonna look like a salary dump. That's all it's ever going to look like, and that's what bothers me the most about it because the Cubs should not be doing salary dumps. Sorry, it, Tom. Didn't he lead the NL in home runs last year? I think the yes. last. And, yes, oh, he did. What's the biggest? I, I failed to bet it, even though I predicted it. What's yeah. the biggest narrative surrounding the Cubs' potential offseason? Plot no left, enough left-handed power. Yeah. There it is. Yeah, and, I'm tired. and they have a DH, which they should have seen coming because they're the smartest people in baseball. And, and, and I'm tired of hearing people tell me, oh, but they basically got Bryce Ball for him because they signed Jock Peterson after they let him go, and then they traded Jock Peterson for Bryce Ball. I, I don't care. If Bryce Ball comes up and is hitting 40 bombs, I'll apologize. But, like, <laughs> like you think I'm gonna, you think that's going to actually happen? Like, give me a break. That That's we, – we've, we've done this enough. Like, I'm, I'm – it sucks. It's always going to suck. Also because he's just cool. He's got that. Yeah. He's a vibe. He's. I couldn't have said it better. Yeah. He's a vibe. <laughs> there <laughs> it is. That, that's the first time I really thought, you know what? You're right. He is a vibe. Watani's a vibe. Schwarber's he's like, a vibe. He's like the perfect Midwest guy. I mean, he went to Indiana, right? So, like, he, he has that, like, mm-hmm. hard hat mentality. Yeah. You don't mentality. hold that against him, I know. No. Okay, just making sure. I don't know. I. Yeah, I know. Illini bias. Braggs is gone. So Braggs is gone. And also, it's more about basketball. I could care less about baseball. College yeah. baseball. Except uh, the Harvard of the Midwest, Eastern just, Illinois is pretty good. I so. did just bet Mizzou to beat Kansas today in baseball. <laughs> Real quick news. <laughs> Seiya Suzuki most likely will stay in Arizona. And he was taking some sort of batting practice today, right? He's taking Yeah, swings. I believe that was the – like, he's been kind of ramping up mm-hmm. as far as, like, dry swings, which Cody still doesn't understand, uh, to – and you know what backflips were either yesterday, so. Um, but, yeah, I think the. <laughs> touch the pillows. This is from, <laughs> let me find it, from Jordan Bastion. Uh, LMB.com. Oh, this is, Kyle, this is from Kyle Hendricks. I don't, I don't know. Yes, Kyle Hendricks, Suzuki three is, more bullpens till he goes live, so, so that's the one. I can't find the say one, but. Yes, Sayer was he's, taking swings. He's taking swings, and he's running the bases, not at full Kind of speed, not at 100, percent but he, what was it? Touching, he's going to touch the pillows. Touch the pillows, according yeah, to yeah. Cody doesn't understand what that means, or <laughs> didn't understand what that meant either. They don't look like pillows anymore. They the, touch the pizza like boxes. Yeah, more, <laughs> like, t- t- more like touch, touch the, the pizza touch boxes, the, touch the mattresses or yeah. something. Um, yeah, but so that's say uh, getting like some like kind of BP type stuff, and uh, you think about what it's been. Has it been a month yet? Maybe three weeks or so since that oblique. Um, kept it's gotta them be right. Yeah, about that. Uh, it was like late. It was right. It was before, like late February. Right? It was right before he would have left for the World Baseball Classic. Yeah. So yeah. it's getting towards about a month or so. So this, this is a good sign as far as where he's at. Mm-hmm. Um, again, obliques are tricky. You don't like and like any little tweak can can kind of set you back a little bit. So um, the Cubs are gonna play it slow for him, of course. But him being able to take full-on swings at this point is like a good sign as far as just the recovery is going well and he is getting closer to an actual return um not going to be opening day but if yeah. it's not if it's less than a month like that's to, it feels like a good scenario to me you let the white Sox be a great example of this because mancata had the same issue last year and he was hurt all year and he wasn't good just take it easy like don't don't be i I my timeline is May. 
that that's where that's where I would hope that he's good to go is May. I as as much as I would love to see him, you know, a couple weeks after opening day or whatever. These this is a lingering injury, so like just 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 take your time. I it's like Ryan said, it's a good sign that he's doing stuff and he's you know doing whatever. But also at the same time, he hasn't he didn't play any spring training games, didn't play in the World Baseball Classic. So if he gets to a point to where he can start playing in some games, let him play some games in, in Iowa or whatever, and then come back. I I do not want him rushed back because he is a crucial part of this team if yeah. they're going to be good. Sound the siren, Steven. Sound the siren, the super chat siren. Yeah, so phone. <laughs> There it is. Look, wow. First of all, hashtag Mike 50. Dubs. 43 more days of Mike Dubs for his $50 super chat. Now I have to do a Gerard for 50, 50, days, of, 50 get, days of Gerard. Get I get, Gerard. I'm honored yeah. to do 50 days of Gerard super chat. $50. Thanks, guys, wow. for making being a Cubs fan so fun with CHGO Cubs. That's the, fir- that's the first time we've ever yeah. seen him. Right there. Gerard, thank that's you, man. First. Gerard. Appreciate you. Mm. Whoever Ger- Gerard is, yeah, I'll say your name for the next 50 days. That is the Gerard London joins the right club. there. Yeah, going Dub- straight to London, baby. Dubs and Gerard. And wow, also, I think you, it's Gerard. 42 days for Mike Dubs, but whatever. 42 days we can for add Mike an extra Dubs. day if you want. But. Forty Tomorrow will be 49 days for Gerard. We have to remember <laughs> 49 that. Days 49 for days for Gerard. Hashtag. We can, you can all, you too, if you're listening, can be, Come a part of this list yeah. if you send fifty dollars super chats. Yeah. All so right, we're gonna just to real quick finish those updates. Yeah. Just yes from the horse's mouth. This is from Jordan Bastion, Cubs manager David Ross noted that right fielder Seiya Suzuki will advance to normal BP hitting in the cage today, moving up from soft toss drills, light base running as well. Or as Ross puts it, Suzuki will touch the pillows. And then for Hendricks, uh, yeah, again from Jordan Bastion, Cubs pitcher Kyle Hendricks says this morning he has three bullpen sessions remaining until he advances to live BP phase of the schedule says he feels like he's in normal spring training mode right now as opposed to a rehab figure he's about a month behind we kind of talked about it off the air but maybe maybe an early to mid-may return if things go well um so like i mean that gives some of the other starters we're talking about for that fifth starter role more yeah. time to show what they could do um but it also allows kyle to kind of go at his own pace and still as long as he's healthy and pitching well pitch for most of the year we just wait meanwhile gerard just sits there Yep. Passing out the money. Throwing awesome. 50s in the air. All right. Uh, we got to get to some more business, and then we're going to break down shortstop in the NL Central. Where do the Cubs rank? First, Cody, your DraftKings pick of the week. Oh, give me Kansas State money line against Michigan State tomorrow. I hate betting against the Big Ten, but I think Michigan State's run is done tomorrow. I think they got – not the – they didn't get lucky or anything like that, but they did get farther than many people expected. Uh, and they got matched up well with USC in the first round. And then Marquette, they matched up well with them. And the guy basically played Marquette at the pace that they want to. I think Kansas State matches up well with Michigan State. So no uh, Big Ten teams in the Elite Eight? I don't think so. Wow. Yeah. So give me wow. a Kansas State money line plus 115 against the Spartans. Uh, I'm sure Tom Izzo's magic will come back to haunt me. Bet responsibly. Uh, Daniel, yes, that super chat was for everybody because everybody is CHGO. It's not just three people. It's not four people. It's all of us. Just You, uh, don't, you don't get the money. <laughs> we, we get the money. Chicago, you've already got the best coverage for your favorite teams, so get fitted out in the best sports gear around. Foco's got you covered from Soldier Field to the living room, north side, south side, hoodies, slipper signs, bobbleheads, everything in between. Get decked out like DeMar with apparel from the leader in sports merch and collectibles. Foco, if you're looking for that perfect gift, 
for the baseball fan in your family ready for opening day. Oh, they've got you with hoodies to fight that Lake Michigan breeze at Wrigley. Check out foco.com or click the link in the description below. For all non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. And Ryan, game time is the place you can still get tickets for opening day. That's yeah. key. You can get your FOCO and you can wear it to opening day, but you got to get your tickets through game time first. Game time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could? 50-yard line, courtside, behind home plate, floor seats at a concert. It's possible with the game time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you could never buy. You won't find better deals this season on Cubs tickets. Game time is created by the fans for the fans. It guarantees the lowest price. If you love CHGO, then you'll love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. By the way, have you hit the like button yet for Sierra Santos yeah, per yeah. segment? Yeah, she told us about how her Invisalign. If she not told for us, us do it for Sierra. The drinking yeah. game she played last night. This was behind. You guys want behind-the-scenes stories. Those were behind-the-scenes stories. Um, now we're going to tell you about, we've been waiting for this too. We go through each position. Where do the Cubs rank? So far, we've seen improvement at first base for the Cubs this year. We've seen improvement where they rank second base this year. Now we get a shortstop where they made their big splash in the offseason, Dansby Swanson. So where does Dansby rank in the NL Central among shortstops? I say right at the top. The very top of the list. The Cubs have vaulted at short. They had Nico. They were in a good spot at short. Mm-hmm. But now they've vaulted all the way to the top. So now you got three spots where they've gained ground on the division. Well, he's certainly the highest paid of all the shortstops yes. in the division. Back-to-back days. Uh, our rankings and Dell metrics line up like right. In- incredible stuff. Nico, Nico at the, at the top, top yesterday Dansby and Dansby, so- Dansby Swanson at the top for shortstops in this division. Uh, you know, then when you look down, you got O'Neill Cruz. I think that might be a little high. He's still got a lot to prove, but he's definitely have the highest ceiling. Oh, in my yeah. opinion. Good. Looks good. I was going to say, I think Willie Adamas is, has a case honestly to be the best shortstop in this division mm-hmm. because he's, I, I think he was, he was that good. After the Brewers got him in 21, a little bit of a down year last. I think he was hurt for part of it. Um, that affected him. But he, he's a really good player. I think he's, he's a solid defender, a really good hitter. You know, he's one of those guys that Milwaukee's going to rely on for sure. Um, but, like I mentioned yesterday, how second base might have been off the top of my head the deepest position in the in the division. I'm thinking shortstop is far deeper now. Like that, yeah, I hadn't thought about it until we, I started putting the names down. I was like, this is better than second. Yeah, I mean, look, Danzy Swanson was a, swick, a six-war player last year. So, I mean. The top. Well, I mean, all-star, gold yeah. glove, like. World Series champion. Kevin Newman's not a bad player no. to have at the bottom uh, of the list, really. And Tommy Edmond, I know Cardinals fans would like to see him at the top, but you're wrong. You're, you're just, you're he's wrong. At he's at the bottom, according to Delmetrix. He's at the bottom of a, he's near the bottom of well, Delmetrix. Yeah, he's number five. <laughs> he's actually number six in some, in some Delmetrix polls. Yeah. I mean, he might be like off the list in, in Delmetrix polls. Um, but, you know, big of me to put him on the list. Credit to me for doing that. Um, because yeah. you're a man of integrity. A man of integrity. See, Luke, I understand you. You yes. understand me. That's right. This is how CHO Cubs is. Just so, uh, you know, on tune all the time. So, uh, now, since, again, like I've said the last few days, Fangraphs won't allow Dell Metrics as part of their rating system, we, we can't take it that seriously. 
So yes, Tommy Edmond. I think I honestly, if we if we can't use Dell metrics, I think Tommy Edmond is you know second or not second, but third or fourth probably is good. But I do think O'Neill Cruz is a little high based off the list that we. Or I guess potential is with. just so high. Yeah, the potential is very high, high for O'Neill Cruz. I, I, like I said a couple days ago, I think the Pirates will be a little scrappy, a little feisty team, kind of like maybe the Cubs last year in terms of, like, they're not an easy out. Uh, they're not an easy team to beat. You know how many times that we watched that Cubs team last year that was not good, but then they sweep the Phillies th- twice and they beat the Mets late in the season. And, like, I don't know. It's just, like, weird shit that you didn't expect. Yeah. I feel like that's what the Pirates can be this year because they do have a lot of young talent. Mm-hmm. Um, and O'Neill Cruz is at the top of the list. It'd be a really fun list. team, I think, to yeah. watch with some of those they, young guys they, they have. I, I don't feel like the Pirates are going to be one of those teams that the Cubs can just go into Pittsburgh or they come into Chicago and we sit here and we're like, oh, well, you know, Pirates are here. They Cubs Cubs should win two or three at least. Yeah. I, I do think it will be good games at least, and hopefully the Cubs win most of those games because if they don't, yeah. then they ain't making the playoffs. But – I, they, O'Neill Cruz, the, the potential and the ceiling for him. I, I said it last year whenever we, I watched the first couple of games, it was like, this guy's going to be a Cubs killer for years to come. And I hate to say it, but it's Until true. they trade him. Yeah. Until maybe they trade the, him, yeah. Maybe so, to the Cubs. Until they Just trade him. Just for – I see Evo Wax's mm-hmm. comment, Tommy Edmonds should be higher than fourth. Adama should be second, so I guess that means Tommy Edmonds should be third. Um, I looked. I would at, put Edmonds at third. I, I, was, I was saying I looked at Zip's projections for this year – Dansby's projected a five-war player okay. uh, from, on Fangraphs. Uh, Willie Adamas is second. I think he was 4.7. Okay. Tommy Adams third right behind him. O'Neal's like in the mid three, so he's fourth. And then Kevin Newman might, might have hit one. I think he might have been a little bit below projected. Right. So those are projections. Obviously, you got to play the games. But the way Zips looks at it is that's the order. I think, I think yeah, I think the the, the – O'Neal gets a little bit of a boost because of his potential swag and swag. Yeah, but <laughs> he swag. also had his like kind of general struggle, you know, young yeah. player struggles last year. Um, I think, yeah, I think if we're sitting here right now, Adamus and, and Tommy Edmond probably round out the top three with O'Neal Cruz obviously having the potential to quickly jump either of those. Yeah, he probably has the best tools. Yeah, he, he might have one of the strongest throwing arms out of any position in baseball. Yeah, like what he does out of shorts, crazy. I see those, the, those the MLB account is always taking their chance to show off O'Neill Cruz throwing the ball from short to first base and how fast he's throwing it. And I think the latest one I saw, he was whipping it over there at like 94 miles per hour. This guy's like oh. Fran Mill Reyes for that shortstop. You he's got put a him cannon. on the mound and let him pitch an inning when they're down 20. Or as Dave Otto would say, he's got a hose. Oh, he says he's <laughs> yeah, got a hose. Go. Um, all I know is this. That's three positions in a row where we believe the Cubs have gained ground on the division. That's what we're really looking for in these rankings. I don't care how you want to rank them after Dansby Swanson. Point is, the Cubs are at the top of the list. They were in that mix at second. We don't know about first base, but they, we definitely know that they've, on paper, made progress. It's going to be a little bit harder than other positions. We start mm-hmm. to go around. We've had three that have been good. Now can they continue that around the outfield? Where are they going to be at third base? Catcher, we'll find out in the next couple of days leading up to our preseason show, which will be Wednesday, right before opening day. And uh, we'll continue it tomorrow with a bunch of them. But I like the way it's progressing. I like that we can at least look at it and say, I think they've gotten better against the division at a couple of spots. That's how you start winning more games. 
Here, Cardinals friend Zach is, is in the chat. Zach's back. Uh, I said Edmonds war mm. annihilate Swanson. According to Fangraphs, that's untrue. <laughs> Just well, a fact, Zach. Yeah, they, you know, in St. Louis, they don't know much about numbers and shit. <laughs> they don't know Dell metrics either. It's a shame. They should, you know, in reality, read a book. In reality, the Cardinals cost Team USA a World Baseball they did. Classic They went one for Mexico, seven Mexico last night. Also, too. Gold, Goldschmidt, bases loaded. Mm. Thanks, Cardinals. One, one for seven. Gallegos. Mexico. Gallegos. Thanks, Cardinals. Not, was Mexico. Not, was not in the World Baseball Classic final. Two-thirds of North America. You just blame the Cardinals. Listen, I sat here and I said it. I said I'd root for Team USA and for all the Cardinal players to not do well. They didn't do well, but Team USA didn't win. So, and it was their fault. And that's my that's my take. Wait, you said that you were rooting for them to do well. No, I was I was rooting for Team USA, but not, not them. The, okay, I was gonna say you, said, you said guys. No. you said Cardinals or uh, sorry Cubs over USA, right? Yeah, okay. for sure. Well, yeah, it's over like overall, over like yeah, yeah, like I I okay. care about the Cubs more than I do rooting for Team USA. But as far as last night when we we talked about yesterday, I was like. Okay, I'll, I'll root for Team USA, but I ain't going to be tweeting, like, congrats to, to those guys. I <clears throat> Goldschmidt and Arenado yesterday combined one for seven, five runners left on base, two oh. strikeouts. Yeah. And no Lars fun. Newbar, he's a creative player. He doesn't even exist. No I don't fun. even know how he, like, is walking the, the earth. So, Mike Dub says no made-up players, Zach. No made-up <laughs> players. See? Very good. <laughs> See, Dubs Great knows. Mike Dubs. That's my guy, Mike Dubs. He gets a free one. He gets yeah. a free mention for that one. Yeah. It's listen. When your name is Lars Newtbar, I can't believe that you act you actually exist unless I see you with my own two eyes in person. And Barb wants to know: Are we live tomorrow? Yes, we will have a show, and we will be on tomorrow, Barb. One twenty live Thursday, live <laughs> on YouTube. Also later podcasts coming on Spotify and all your uh, podcast locations. So. Thanks to everybody. Thanks to uh, Sierra for coming on the show. Thanks to everybody that was in the chat today, uh, especially Gerard with the $50 Super Chat. Ooh, Gerard. Wow. You're the man. Big bucks. Animal. You're the man. Animal. And okay. uh, we will see you guys tomorrow, 120, right here on the CHGO Cubs podcast. Until then, full I the W.